Are you a creative at heart, but have been struggling because of that fear that there is no money in that mentality? Stay where you were at because today's story will inspire you. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, hola. How is it going? This is Jen Hempel, your host. Now, as Latinos or Latinx, we hear from our parents, go study and get a job. After all, they came to the U.S. for a better way of life. And the vision to have that better life to them is getting that education and then getting a job as a doctor, engineer, anything that has a traditional and stable career path. Am I right? Are you with me? And if you have an aspiration to do something that is not in that traditional stable career path, it gets quickly shut down. I know one of my dreams as a little girl was to become a dancer and it was definitely shut down and I was encouraged to explore other paths. Our guest today loves all things crafting and she has been able to create a career in a flourishing business from her love of crafting. Get ready to be inspired. Let me share with you a little bit about Kathy Gano Murillo. She is also known as a crafty chica, and she was actually a former syndicated newspaper columnist, but now is a full-time creative entrepreneur who has been able to create multiple product lines and collaborations with national brands. She has also authored several craft books and novels, has been featured in Forbes, The New York Times, BuzzFeed, Good LA, and more. Lista, let's go meet Kathy. Bienvenida, Kathy. I am so thrilled to have you here. I've known about you for years, for years, the crafty chica, and you are here on the Her Dinero Matters podcast. So I'm really thrilled and I just can't wait to get to know you better. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I am absolutely delighted to be here. Well, let's start with, as we usually do on the podcast, take us back in time to your upbringing maybe a point in life where there was some experience, some lesson that you had around money. It could be a one memory or two memories, like something that was really impactful for you. You know, I just came to the realization, my mom passed away in September and mm -hmm. we had her celebration of life a couple weeks ago. And I was so nervous about the stories, the memories I was going to share and when I went up to speak, these stories just came out of me that my mom had taught me about money. Mm. 
Wow. And I really believe it was like her energy, like these are the things that she knew directly impacted my life. And she taught me at a young age. So when I was in high school, I was saving for a trip to London and I was working at Jack in the Box and my mom would make me give her 10% of every paycheck. And I was like, I was so offended. I'm like, I'm barely making any money. But when it came time for the trip, she gave that money back to me to use for my spending money. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Like that was one of the first things I learned about saving. And even sooner than that, in grade school, there was this thing called layaway. Like I would go pick out my clothes and put them on layaway And then I would babysit to come up with the money to go make a payment every week. So I really learned about setting a goal and then taking action to meet that goal so that I could pay something off, I could save money, whatever it could be. I just learned that at an early age from my mom to always set some money aside to save or to pay something off or to buy something. and. That really came in handy. Like now in my business life, everything, I just am trained to do that. And also just something recent that I learned was just being intentional with every dollar. And that also came from my upbringing. You know, my dad worked very hard. He worked by day as a civil engineer and then he fixed cars and cameras on the weekend and his day money was for the family and the house, but then his side money was for all of the fun projects and things. So I learned at an early age about being intentional with everything that comes in. That is beautiful. First, I want to express my condolences with your mom and thank you for sharing that. And from what I'm hearing too, with your mom and your dad, they really gave you some powerful nuggets because your mom with saving it. And I'm curious when she took that 10%, did she say what it was for or she was just saying? She told me that it was contributing to the family. And so I was like, okay, like I do the dishes every (laughs) night. Is that not enough? (laughs) But at the same time that they were teaching me these lessons, they were very secretive about the family's income and the money. As kids, we were never allowed to touch the envelopes that were from the bank or to ask. It was always a big secret. So the spectrum was so weird of like, here, save money. But at the same time, don't ask me about my money, but we're going to help you with your money. <laughs> so I'm now trying to break that cycle. My kids, my husband, I've been very open with them. So they know what's going on in the mm-hmm. household. And so everyone can be on the same page with things. I love it. But I think your parents, even though they weren't open in terms of money, what I love, Kathy, is that your parents really set you up for success in terms of saving, setting goals, and intentionality. Because setting those intentions are so powerful because sometimes we're told, well, you need to save or you need to pay off debt. But Really being intentional as to what you're saving for, being specific, because you mentioned how your father Mm -hmm. had some money aside for fun, and he was really intentional about grouping his money for different purposes, which I think Uh is so powerful. I love that your parents did that, because I think that really opened up 
not necessarily opened up, but it really set you up for success. And now mm-hmm. that you've taken that, and on top of that, you're changing things slightly where you're probably passing those things on to your children, as well as having that open conversation about mm-hmm. money and what, what's going on. So I really, really love that. And were there anything else in your upbringing that when you became an adult that you didn't realize the impact of it? Mm-hmm. Was there anything else that you like to share that as an adult, again, you just realized, oh my goodness, I'm just now realizing that this lesson or this thing that I witnessed had a really deep impact on me? Well, I think that being a working creative, that always came with the mindset of struggle. Mm. The whole time that I was raised and growing up, even early in our marriage, both my family, my husband's family was like, oh my God, they're an artist and a musician. Like, how are they going to raise two kids? Like that, you know, starving artists and everything. And I had that embedded in my mind. And I always share how it was squeezing a dollar out of a dime, that kind of mindset. And that's what kind of life we lived for a long time. And it wasn't until I really started paying more attention into my thoughts and the things that I was saying and the way I looked at the world. And I met someone who helped me change my mindset where instead Mm. of saying squeezing a dollar out of a dime, how can I turn $1 into $100? Right. So everything shifted because I realized instead of like squeezing, trying, I'm like, no, let's plant this as a seed and grow fruit from it. And it just became so much more abundant. And You know, I feel like during that era of my life, there was a lot of learning lessons. I learned a lot about being hyper independent. We never borrowed money. It was like if we had a bill to pay, we would say, okay, let's make earrings and go sell them to stores or let's make, you know, what did we always found a way to come through with it? But it was like living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. And that's exhausting. And one day, because of my blog and the people that I met, I was able to see so many bigger perspectives. So I had to step out of my routine, step out of my most familiar circle of friends and company and go meet new people with new mindsets to have a bigger mindset and then learn it and then come back and share it. And I'm glad I went through all of it. I learned so much. And I'm really proud of my husband and I of back during that time, even though it was struggle, we always came through. We always came through. And it's nice to know now that, yeah, we paid our dues. <laughs> we know better now. You know yeah. better, you do better. I love that. And I love that you all chose, because like you said, the arts, music, mm-hmm. those mediums are looked at as, can you really make a living, right? <laughs> Is that something that you can sustain yourself? And I read on your blog somewhere that you and your husband were very committed since your wedding yes. night. Yes. So I'm curious on the aspect of the person that shared with you, instead of thinking about how to squeeze a dollar out of a dime. How do you take a dollar and make it a hundred dollars? 
when did that come into play? Was that at the very beginning of your marriage or did that come later on in life? I had left my newspaper job as a newspaper reporter and I went to do Crafty Chica full time, which already had blown my mind because I was like, oh my gosh, I get to do what I love full time. And I was at a women's empowerment conference and we were all sharing our stories. And one of the other speakers was a speaker about money. And we had a deep conversation. I had just let go of a job I had been working on that was $33,000 in less income I was going to have that year. And I was kind of freaking out. And I told her, I go, oh my God, I'm losing by not working with this company, it was like a part-time job. She said, well, you should get excited because now that you're not committed to them, you have more hours in your day, you can take that $33 and turn it into $99,000 because you're in charge of your time and your efforts now. And I started using that number 99,000, 99,000. And that number just kept coming up. And I did, I ended up tripling it that year, ended up tripling it to 99. And her name was Eileen Harris. Yes, I know her. She's been a podcast guest a couple times here. She is amazing. And it just came from a casual conversation that we started. And she was like, you're looking at it the wrong way. She goes, you're setting yourself free. She goes, by working part-time for that company, $33,000 is nothing. You're serving them. You're doing work for them. You should take that time and turn it into yourself or your business, your brand, and triple it. Now you have the capacity to triple it. And it just blew my mind. And I just started applying it to everything else. I love that. And I love that another Latina... Yeah, impacted uh-huh. you that way. Oh my goodness, that is so yeah. beautiful. That is beautiful. A lot of times, like in the creative arts industry, we our goal is to prove that we can do it. And so, yes, you're proving you could do it. However, we need to change our thinking that we can thrive, we can prosper from it. It's not just meeting the bare minimum of saying, I'm doing it, I'm sustaining myself. Like every time I hear people say, I'm leaving my job, I need to make at least this much money. And I'm like, coming from what I learned from Eileen, I'm like, no, let go of that thinking, like get excited. Like now I can make as much money as I want. I'll have the the room and space to strategize for my own business for myself. Beautiful. And do you see a lot of Latinas struggling with this where you were at before, before you made that shift in terms of your mindset? Especially in the maker community, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see because a lot of these women are a lot younger than I am and I can feel their energy like I was there with them. And it's fun to make stuff and sell it and go to art fairs and get orders. However, it takes a toll on your body, your mind, your creativity, your hands. And you really have to think bigger. Like if I want to stay in the creative arts industry, how can I scale this up in a big way and still have my work out there and not be using my hands all the time, like being a machine, not being a machine. Right. That's when I looked into licensing 
And now I'm able to design products, have my designs go onto scrapbook paper or stamps or fabric or notebooks. And it's just such a better way. I also, like so many people, love making stuff. But yeah, I think it's just that artist creative mindset that we have been told our whole life of, oh, it's always a struggle. And then in our subconscious, we believe that, but it doesn't have to be. Other artists, they will sell a plate for $300 that they painted. And there's someone else who sells a similar plate for $20. So it really is in your perceived value of yourself. You have to be firm and confident in that. I'm taking a quick second to interrupt your listening to remind you. This show relies on your support to continue to grow. If you get a ton of value, it would mean everything if you can hit the follow button on wherever you listen to, share with a friend, and give us a quick and honest review. Gracias y te mando muchos abrazos. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Yeah, and it's incredible how much of an impact that has in terms of what we think of ourselves and how we create that a reality, right? Uh And I shouldn't say it's just that simple shift. It can be simple, but you do have to do some work to create that shift, right? So it's not like, oh, I'm going to stop thinking this way and I'm going to think more abundantly. I wish it could work that way. It does take some work. (laughs) Like an example, last year, I'm always giving myself challenges. This is something I feel we should all do. Like, what is my scary challenge this year? Mm -hmm. In 2020, it was to buy a brand new car because I never had a brand new car. And I always wanted one, even though I know you drive it off the lot. It depreciates. (laughs) I'm like, this is a life experience that I want. So I'm like, I want to buy a brand new car in cash. I started in October and I gave myself through December and I'm like, okay, I came up with different avenues, different formulas of bringing in income that I could do that. And I picked out the car. I saw how much money it was. And then I figured out my different methods to get there within a timeframe. And I bought it the week of my birthday and it was the best feeling ever. And so it took you how long? From October to December. That's what I thought I heard. I was like, so I didn't know. Oh my goodness. That is amazing because you've been working on that mindset for a while of just keeping this abundant and you give yourself that permission to make things happen, things that may be scary or things that you haven't done before or things that really stretch you. And I love that. And so could you tell us a little more? Cause I'm really curious about your process. Cause you mentioned, you looked at what kind of car you found out how much it costs. Then you identified ways to bring in that money. And, and I don't know if you said something else. So can you tell us what your approach in that? What happened was I did a car commercial for their new Kia Seltos. And I love the car. It's like the perfect size. I just wanted my own crafty Chica mobile. (laughs) 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 
I looked it up online and I think the first one I saw was 30,000. So I took that number 30 and I took off the thousand and I thought, okay, I just have to get to the number 30. And I opened a separate savings account and I just, when I got to 14, 14, I'm like, this is going to take forever. And I re-looked at the car and like, I don't need the neon interior lights. Like I'm not going to be cruising at nighttime. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> So that knocked it down to like 24. So then I thought, okay, what is happening right now? What do people want? How can I serve people out there? It was 2020, the pandemic, everyone was at home. So I set up an online art retreat. And at first, I was like, okay, I could do four $50 classes with this many people. I could do two $100 classes with this many people. And I thought, why don't I just make it a retreat and charge $200? And my goal was 100 people. It sold out in a couple of days. And Beautiful. we had the best time. We had such a good time. And I did another one this year. I'm doing a Valentine's one. So it was more than just about the car. It taught me like what people love to do. And that was building community online to craft. And so I made sure, you know, they each got their goodie box of items. And that's how I priced it out. I was like, $199. And then I had some other ones that I added on from other sales and things that I had. And yeah, I just kept putting each $1,000 at a time into the savings. I knew exactly what it was going for. And it's more than just about the car because every time I see that car or I sit in it, I feel that energy and that power of what I did. It reminds me of when I didn't think I could pass statistics to get my college degree. And I did it back then. And it was that same feeling of like conquering something that I had told myself for so long that I didn't need. And I felt I wasn't capable of it. Therefore, I told myself I didn't really need it. But there was a little voice in me that was like, I want that experience. I want to experience what that feels like. And that was became the driving force of it was not about the car, but the experience of saving up a big chunk of money and just making that cashier's check. And it was so fun when I went to the bank to get the cashier's check and the bank teller, she was a Latina and she was putting it together. She goes, are you buying a car in cash? And I said, <laughs> yes, I am. And she goes, I've heard more people are doing that. Oh my God, that is so cool. Congratulations. She goes, I'm so inspired. Like I, it makes me want to like save up money for things. It was just the best feeling. And it was funny when I went in to buy it, they kept trying to get me to sign up to make payments and some kind of loan plan of like, mm -hmm. well, you'll get this much off if you sign up for a loan. I'm like, I don't want a loan. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trained that we have to have a car loan and we don't. Yeah. We need to unlearn these things that we've been forced to believe. You're right. You were something we've been forced to believe and something that if we just open up our minds and 
give ourselves the permission. I think that's what I was wanting to say, and I couldn't find the words earlier. It's just giving ourselves the permission to receive, to do, to anything that we want, because you are a testament of all the things that are possible. You're very accomplished. You're crafty chica. And like I said, I've known about you for years and you have things that are sold in Michael's and places like that. You're an author. You've done so much. And I can tell with just your energy, your smile, your personality that you give yourself that permission. You have allowed yourself to succeed where a lot of us, we tend to, "Mm, it's not for me or let that fear take over, right? You have to go deep and take notes. Like what I do is when a goal comes up that I want to accomplish, it's more so goals that I want to accomplish that have not happened, especially around this time of the year where I look back, like what didn't happen last year? And then I break it down as to why it didn't happen. And I'll say, what is the worst thing that can happen? What is a replacement for it? What is a plan B for it? Or do I completely take it off the list? And for many years, I had these Amiga angels that I had wanted to work with a large greeting card company. And I put them at the center of my vision board every year. I made my action plan, everything. I made it to their headquarters pitching it, making samples, meetings, everything. And it didn't come through. And I was like, devastated, because I'm like, I did everything. Like, what else can I do? The next year, I took it off of my vision board. And I'm like, I need to give this a rest. That year, I got contacted by a different greeting card company to do a line of greeting cards. (laughs) That is amazing. It's that seed that you planted. You just don't know when it's going to bloom. Yes, exactly. And you don't know what exactly is meant for you. It just wasn't. I always like to say rejection is protection. Mm. It just wasn't meant for it at the time. Right. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah, because the people who I had been working with at that initial company, they all left. So my projects probably wouldn't have gone through. So right, you just have to trust the process. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I also know about you, and as you listening have also experienced today, is that you love sharing stories. That's something Mm -hmm. that you love doing that. So I would love to hear a story from you, maybe from your highlight reel of stories, because you have many, where maybe you knew you had to make a change in your financial life. You've already shared with us the time where you had to change that thinking of, taking a dime and making it a dollar. So what is another story from your highlight reel that you can share with us? Well, it's not so much a story, but when I shifted from going to strictly full-time entrepreneur, every month when it came time to pay bills, before I would be like, oh my God, I felt like my bills were there and like, when am I going to tackle these? Oh, okay. And now the first week of the month, I get excited. I'm like, okay, this is exciting that I'm easily paying these bills. And it proves that I'm on the right track. So I get it out of the way 
soon, quickly. And it feels so good the rest of the month because I know everything's paid for. Whereas before I would just kind of, oh, when is the due date on that? When is the due date on that? Or I'll wait till then. I'll wait till it's due. Now I'm like, no, I'm the one in charge of the due dates. And my due date is I want to pay them all the first week of the month. <laughs> it just was so liberating to take charge in that way because it was not always like that. I remember back when I worked at the newspaper this lady sitting next to me, she goes, Oh my gosh, things are so hard right now. Like we got a final payment bill on our electricity. It said disconnect date is this and this, like things are really hard right now. And I go, we get that every month. (laughs) Like, I'm like, really? That's bad. I shouldn't wait till it says disconnect. She's like, no, Kathy. (laughs) Like I just made it the norm to live in that frequency of the last thing before it's due. And that was really stressful. Why did I do that back then? That's why once I had that awakening, I was like, maybe because of that now, that's why I'm so diligent to say, Mm. here we go. First of every month. This is how I celebrate being an entrepreneur is just like, boom, 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 pay those bills done. Now I can go on working on my business that definitely was a game changer for me. I can imagine. And it's about really identifying what works for you Mm -hmm. in terms of not just your workflow as an entrepreneur workflow in terms of even if you work nine to five, but also what works for you in terms of clearing that clutter in your mind, because we tend to have that No matter who you are, that mind can be cluttered up because one day you feel good, everything's great. The next day something happens, boom, mind cluttered, it's fog, you can't think clearly. So you have to identify things that, again, help with your workflow, whatever that is, but also help with your mental health, I guess I will call it in this case. Yes. And stop living in fear. Because I think what the mindset was, was I don't want to let go of this money in case we need it for something else. So I'm going to wait till I absolutely have to pay this bill before I turn let go of this money. I was just holding on so tight out of fear of the unknown. And then it shifted to where I'm like, you know what? My family, we are strong, creative, hardworking people. We have a strong foundation. We will always have income coming in because that's the life that we've built. We share our skills. We're hard workers. We know how to plan. So therefore, I'm going to pay all these at the beginning of the month because I know there will be more for the rest of the month. It is really checking yourself. And you know, your kids feed off of that. Oh, yes. You can pick up on it. So if you have trouble doing it for yourself, like think about the impression you're giving to your kids. And it's a big mind change. It took me a couple years, little things like meeting Eileen, having just these little things here and there, but I took note of all of them. And I just realized like, yeah, I'm more in charge of this than anything is of me. (laughs) And do you keep in touch with Eileen? Because I'm going to send her a message right after this. Yeah, we stay in touch on social. You know, we like talk to each other on social here and there. Yeah, she's great. She's really good. She's fantastic. 
Oh my goodness. Well, Kathy, this has been such a phenomenal conversation. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate one, the example you're setting for Latinas to the example you're setting for all people that want to be in the arts, because you have shown you're a testament that you can be a huge, huge success. Like you are with just some work. It wasn't by luck. You obviously work hard. <laughs> it wasn't at the right time, right place, right time. It was work. Yes, because things fall through too. You know, you have to think about it. Like for every six tries, maybe one of them comes through. But for zero tries, zero, zero. come through. <laughs> and sometimes yes. one will come through later down the road. So it's just really thinking bigger and thinking okay, what do I want out of this? Where do I want to see it? How is this going to be of service to the world? How is this going to be of service to me? What do I have to offer that isn't out there already? You have to get right with yourself and value yourself and things will be better from there. I love it. Well, thank you again for that example you're setting. And I absolutely have to say, I love your energy and you have such a contagious smile as well. So oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to grab you. on to all of that <laughs> and just kind of keep it or grab some of it. You, of course, it's yours, but I want to grab a little bit for me. <laughs> so thank you so much, Kathy. This has been amazing. I am so glad that I finally got you on the podcast after years and years of knowing about you. Thank you, Kathy, for all that you do. Thank you. It's been an honor. I hope that you enjoyed today's interview. I feel like Kathy is such a breath of fresh air and it's the type of person that you just want to hang around with, absorb all her energy and positivity. And to me, her story is such an inspiration, which shows how having a vision, being open to succeed, and being willing to follow your dreams, the possibilities and all that, you can connect with Kathy over at her website at craftychica.com. I will have that link in the show notes. Again, it is craftychica.com. If you haven't already heard by now, I am here to tell you that you need to go now and register for Financially Strong Latina. That means pause this right now and register before you get distracted. Because if you are like me, you get distracted and it's okay. You can check out the details over at financiallystronglatina.com and we are able to provide this again for free this year thanks to the sponsorship of AARP. Speaking of Financially Strong Latina, next week I'm going to break down everything about this upcoming event in April, what the focus is, why this is the focus and the scoop on our speakers. Don't miss this next solo episode. Bueno pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. Be sure to check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 302. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 302. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.